Ah, uh, the dreaded plateau. Let's talk about it. This is To Dare is Human with your host, Adam Connor. Hey, how you doing? Adam Connor here. Another episode of To Dare is Human is on deck today. We're still recording season three. I just got a date that I think not like a romantic one, like a like a like a real life date in terms of when I'm going to launch it. <laughs> season three, which is coming around the corner and is something that I'm still putting together. And uh, I believe I was looking at my calendar just yesterday. I bought a big, like just plain paper calendar at the Target thinking I was going to get one with like dogs or something awesome. Instead, it was just like this big, like like Cambridge brand or whatever it is. Just anyway, the point is I am planning on releasing the first episode of season three in roughly four Mondays time. Hopefully you're listening to this on a Monday morning when I am releasing. Hope you're having a good start to the week. Hope that uh, things aren't barreling down on you already. Uh, I'll be releasing this at roughly oh five in the morning Eastern. So if you listen to this early on your way into work, hopefully it hasn't already begun to rain down on you. Maybe literally here in the DC area. It's supposed to be kind of messy over the next week. But uh, I, uh, I'm just here, as you know, doing these little weekly uh, fireside chats. That's just having a little conversation. You and I, and I'm talking about uh, a little bit, um, uh, going a little more unscripted, a little more informal to talk about my journey uh, through this uh, process, through, uh, you know, creating this show and um, just going after something creative as that's my real pursuit. And I don't mean creative in, in the way of, say, like traditional business or things like that, where, you know, I'm currently working a sales job full time, but uh, how do I scratch the itch outside of that? Uh, if you're new to the show, first of all, make sure you're subscribed to this wherever you listen at Tadera Human across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But uh, also go back and listen to some of my earlier episodes. Uh, I do two types of episodes, really. One, which is not an interview, which is going to be this one. And then I do other interviews. And I have throughout the last two seasons talking with folks uh, across the worlds of sports and uh, the arts and uh, social activism and entrepreneurship and things like that, talking about their story to make a conscious choice to step away from a traditional life path. Maybe it's a nine to five, maybe it's schooling, maybe it's something like that, to go and pursue what they want to do and to make something great. I call it on the show, Making Their Dare. Uh, and the show called To Dare is Human uh, actually comes from a an old quote from an English poet, uh, which says to err is human, which means everybody makes mistakes roughly. And I think everybody has the capacity to make a conscious uh, different decision, whether they consider that a mistake or not in the moment is up to them. But I talk to people as they're in the process of making this dare. And uh, if you listen to my early episodes, you know that my story basically stems from being an actor uh, through all of high school, college. thought that's uh, potentially what I was going to do when I left school and I had a choice to either uh, earn a steady rate of pay in a sales gig, which I uh, do today and I enjoy very much, uh, or take the road not taken, which uh, is to try my hand um, getting towards the silver screen in Hollywood. Um, and I didn't do that. And now I'm producing this show to essentially explore the lives of people who did, not Hollywood necessarily, but did something um, different in the hopes that uh, someday I'll try to sidestep into that and maybe give myself a little bit of motivation as well as educate my audience and, and try to give them a little bit of a uh, an onion peeled look. Uh, because I have the similar... I have similar hesitations to, to, to most people, I think, when it comes to this. You know, you're risk averse. Uh, you, you don't want to face the 
odds when they're that incredibly steep. There's a chance of failure um, and uh, and everything that comes along with that. But today I wanted to talk about, as I teased out right before the intro, uh, the dreaded plateau. And that is when you uh, begin to pursue something on your own, or maybe it's something uh, in your real life. Your, I say real life. Oh, we'll call it real life. I was going to say traditional life, but say it's say it's a regular job or school or relationships or fitness or something like that. How do you deal with it when you hit a plateau? We all go through it. And I, I said the last couple of weeks, I'm going to try to keep this a little bit shorter. Uh, I'm going to make that promise again, and I'm going to see how it goes, but uh, hopefully I can get it under 50. I, normally, I keep it around, normally, normally I've kept it around 50, but I'm going to try to get it down to like 30, 40. Because this isn't something that I need to belabor, really. It's not something that I want to evangelize on because I'm in the moment of it right now. So I want to talk a little bit about what my experience is at the moment and talk about how I'm, uh, how I do cope with things like this and how, what I've learned and, um, you know, maybe make some suggestions as, as to based on what's helped me, what could help you. And I would ultimately like to hear your feedback. And, and so the question of the day and then maybe the question of the week that I'd love to hear responses over uh, DMs or, you know, across social media, you can tag me in posts. You can write me an email, hello at todayrashuman.com. And just let me know, like, how do you overcome when you feel you are hitting a plateau? What does that mean to you? And how do you get beyond it? How do you uh, improve in such a way that you bust through that plateau? Or how do you accept the plateau? As something that you know you should be. I mean, how do you balance satisfaction with complacency? Anyway, that's a lot of thoughts. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about the plateau simply because it's happened to me in a number of ways um, over the last, let's say, oh, let, let, let's just use the framework of this show. So creating the show, uh, going in again, if you're new to the show, coming into making the podcast, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I just wanted to do something creative in the world of presentation. And uh I thought that audio was going to be a slightly less hectic step in, certainly less involved step in, and potentially more mobile step in, just simply because I travel a lot for work. Well, I quickly learned that there is lots to be done on the audio side that I was not aware of, and uh, I'm still learning. I'm still coming along slowly, but um, it's been a great way for me to interact with an audience, uh, cozy as it may be, and I'll talk about that in a second, uh, to break into the creative world, but I, I realize that as I've moved through the year, and whether it be in the podcast or some other walk of life, plateaus happen. And plateaus happen, you know, rather, they can happen rather often. And they've happened to me a couple times. And whenever I've, and I'll talk about three specific instances in which they've affected me, and what I've chosen to do, and what I think I've learned coming out of them. But whenever I think about coming to a plateau, for me, you know, from what you can assume, uh, just from the definition of what plateau is, it signals the end of growth. It signals the end of a chapter. Uh, it signals that, uh, w- you know, whatever interest or hype or uh, excitement or just progression has uh, is beginning to come to a close, at least based on current methods. And uh, I've had three instances when that's happened. And, uh, you know, in three different walks of life, it's happened many times within them. And it always makes me wonder what to do next. And uh, I know for many folks who are, you know, pursuing something and maybe it's not uh, a creative side hustle or side hustle, maybe it's not pursuing a passion regardless. It doesn't have to be a side hustle. Uh, it could be, you know, reading a book. It could be going to the, I'll use going to the gym, I guess, because that's the most obvious one. People talk about progress and plateauing and all that, all that good stuff. And it causes a lot of people and it has caused me, and especially in the fitness side, which is one of the three, 
to just stop and to be, I think, not satisfied, but complacent. And there's a key difference there because one, you know, one suggests that I am happy with progress and the other suggests that I'm, uh, that I'm, that I'm not, or that I, that I don't care really. I hear these quotes all the time about how when you are plateauing and you, you know, you decide that that's the end of the growth, or maybe you're even regressing a little bit, um, that it's a good time to determine based on the resources that you employ, what you should be doing or should not be doing. And it's potentially a good uh, time to, uh, to, to leave what you're doing, to quit, uh, some passion or to not, not some passion, some pursuit, maybe not the passion entirely, but the specific pursuit you're going down. They say a lot that like, if you have a business and your first, they say a lot of times your first business idea is going to fail and they have all these sorts of reasons why. And for me, I've certainly felt that a lot with this show as this is the first time I'm trying to do something creative like this. And, um, I think I've learned a lot from it and I've had subsequent sort of dabbles into social media and being creative that have worked out a lot better, which I don't really talk about on this show. Uh, but, uh, and that's, that's intentional just cause I'm taking what I'm learning and seeing what I can do elsewhere. I'll actually, I'll, you know, I'll talk about it a little bit in a second, but I hear these quotes all the time and I, I was trying to figure out like what the source of the quote was. And then I realized there are two, I mean, there's one real source, but I've heard it twice in like concrete ways. And the first is this quote. The first is most people give up just when they're about to achieve success. They quit on the one yard line. They give up at the last minute of the game, one foot from a winning touchdown. Uh, now, if you're if you're under the age of 30 or 40, you might recognize, uh, you might not recognize this name. Uh, it's an American businessman who um, was involved in the 1992 presidential campaign. His name is Ross Perot. And uh, Ross Perot, first of all, is um, crazy good at business uh, and, and founded, I'm going to mess this up, something data corporation, electronic data corporation it might be. And it was bought by HP, I think in the middle of the 2000s for like $13 billion or something like that. And um, it's not like he needed that to be, I mean, he was a billionaire before that, I think. But uh, it's a really, it's an interesting quote from somebody who's gone there and made it and I guess probably has been through that. And um, I should probably like read a little article on that to see where that quote exactly came from. But I hear that quote a lot. Uh, Beyond that, there is a, uh, not about quitting, but about temptation. There's a quote, it's a Chinese proverb. And the proverb is, the temptation to quit will be greatest just before you are about to succeed. So, yeah, probably the genesis from which Ross Pro, you know, made that modernization and related it to the game of football. But um, the, the point remains, I mean, when you find that you are not improving or maybe you're regressing or you're just not seeing the growth that you want, that is when the temptation to stop something is going to be very high. It's happened to me on three occasions. And so I'll talk about the first and what's, you know, probably most relatable to most people. And that is that is uh, in fitness. You know, getting to the gym, I, I did not ever really hit the gym seriously um, and for a prolonged time uh, until, gosh, I mean, middle of 2015, basically. So not too long ago, especially in the course of my life. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's nothing. And uh, I did it because I was going through some life changes and I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I didn't know whether I was going to leave my job, leave where I lived, all that. And so I decided to just get in the gym and just uh, create a better me and was really happy with that. And for like three or four months, like every maybe week, I'd like people be like, hey man, you look good. Like they would just say it. And I was like shocked. And I was like, really? Like I wasn't seeing it. And I think that's another folly is a lot of people when they do sort of the workouts and they go in on day one and 
they come out on like day 90 or 60 or whatever. And some people may, you know, look like the Jenny Craig commercial or whatever, where they're like, oh, I look great. And there are other people who just haven't progressed like that. Or maybe they start at a more serious stage and then they don't see a difference. And it's not that I didn't see a difference. I did. Uh, but uh, three or four months rolled around and I just wasn't seeing like the call it gains, call it whatever you want, just improvements in like what I was able to perform in the gym and uh, how it correlated to what I looked like. And I would say instead of getting satisfied, I was like relatively happy, but I knew I had a way to go. Instead of being happy, I got complacent, I think. I had a level of nutrition that I thought was good based on the workout schedule. I thought that I could probably afford to go to the gym a little bit less and maybe have a, a morning where I wasn't waking up at like 5.30 and uh, uh, because I'm not a great morning person and I tend to stay up late when I do these podcasts. It's late on a Sunday night. And um, that really led me to start to roll back on the fitness. I thought I'll maintain. I'm not in there to cut anymore or to... I was never really bulking at all. It was all about losing weight. And I decided that I was going to just maintain. And the way I would do that was I would keep my diet and I would work out a little less. Maybe I'd add a little bit of calories just because I wasn't, you know, so I wouldn't end up hungry and hangry and all that junk, right? Well, it just so happens that like, you know, then the holidays happen, then January happens, and then here we go. And the New Year's resolutions are not met. And I start to slowly put back on whatever progress that I had made. I got complacent. I saw a plateau and it was not a temptation to quit entirely, but it was a temptation to sort of take the foot off the pedal. And I, that wasn't good because I ended up losing all of the gains that I had made. Now it wasn't, it wasn't like some people say where like you're, if you lose weight really quick, you're, and it wasn't quick that I did it, but if you lose weight and you end up quitting, you'll, you'll gain it all back plus some. I actually didn't do that, which was good. And now I'm back on this grind where I'm trying to drop some, as you guys know, my New Year's resolutions which I'll go over a little bit towards the end of the episode. But I have experienced the plateau there, and I've experienced it several times. I've gone, I've had stints where I've gone back to that, back to the gym, and I've gone, and I've, I've really hit it hard for a couple months, travel, and then travel gets in the way, and it's just, it's it's a cycle. Um, and uh, it's very hard to break through those plateaus. I hope to have somebody on the podcast maybe this year, earlier this year, who who's really involved in, in fitness and who can help talk about how to get through those plateaus with mental toughness as well as physical toughness, but mental toughness, because it really is, in a lot of ways, a mental block. And I talked about that a lot in the first interview I ever did on this show, which was with the coach that I had at the gym um, before I was, uh, I was about to say before I was, before I was better known, well, not better known, I'm just as known as I was before. <laughs> I don't even know why that came to mind. I think it was just because it's just some like a conceited statement you've hear a lot of people say it's like oh but you know people who would probably be on this show if they are you know super famous be like, oh well I started out just like you I was just you know I was asking my friends and family what they thought of this business social networking what and you know whatever so anyway that that's like one walk of life that I've had it in and and there are others too I've, I've you know let's I'll talk very briefly about because uh, I don't really want to mix my professional life with this show but I will talk about it briefly just because in anybody's career, I'm sure they go through these moments. It's it's not specific to a job. I think it's just specific to 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 a life of employment. If that is is if that is something that you lead, it's what I lead. And there's always these times, and I work in sales, so it's a little more. I mean, a little more. It's completely performance based, and uh, it it comes in it comes in waves. I don't know how uh, the people who who are able to bring in consistent, you know, and and. 
they're they're really impressive to me just because my at my gig uh, at, at where I'm at it is meeting my expectations to put two or three signatures on on the table uh, in terms of like one business per year per year. And that can swing wildly, uh, you know, with, based on environmental factors, what's going on in a business, you know, any of those things. But, um, and it's, you know, what I, what I spread the message on and what I am at working to help to sell, but also, you know, institutionalize the places is something that's very important. And it's something that people, the businesses, I think, I think they do genuinely, they should genuinely have, they should rank it right up there with all the infrastructure that they have when it comes to, um, not being really vague about this, aren't I? I work in analytics, okay? And people spend so much money these days on data and mining things and, 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 and budgets for marketing and things like that. And so what my analytics essentially does is helps to validate those ideas. You know, is something working or is it not working and, and exactly why? And how do we set that up? Kind of like a science experiment, do some test versus control, but way more, way more in depth than that. People who I work with who are listening to this are like, yeah, it's probably a pretty good way to put it. But, um, but you know, business businesses are cyclical, cyclical, whatever. They come in waves, and it can feel like a plateau if you're getting a bunch of no's and you feel that you've lost your touch. You haven't had a good, you haven't had a good process yet uh, for the year. Maybe or you can't push something down the pipeline that you thought you could, or maybe not can't. Maybe maybe something's in the way, you know. And it makes you think, and you get over that. But especially early in your career, which I am, those thoughts come to you. Is it a plateau? Am I losing my touch? Am I less valuable than I was somehow? Hopefully the answer is no to that. But why Why am I not seeing... So like for me, I got really unlucky in that I got really lucky. My 2016 was awesome. I had a great year. 2017 was a good year. Not great. It's a good year. And then it's so weird. I'm feeling this plateau almost because 2018 is like, you know, it hasn't happened yet. And I can't guarantee anything. And so you start to feel that sort of stress. I've felt it over the past couple of days. I took a couple of days off last week. I was basically recouping the days that I had worked over weekends and holidays from the 10-day journey abroad that I had told you guys before about earlier in the, in the year. And first of all, it's like one of the healthiest things I could have done, I think, because I just took some time off. I was not super, I mean, first couple of days, first two days, basically, I was stressed about work stuff. And then I really started to turn off about today, <laughs> just the time to go back, basically. I, uh, anyway. The plateaus can happen, and whether that's something that's performance-based, uh, whether it's what you feel you are bringing to the table at your job, if it's not necessarily performance-based, if you're working in something that's consulting, if you're working in uh, in a job that, uh, you know, the, the objective is steady, and you are doing relatively the same thing day in and day out, um, could be in the service industry, could be, could be something like that. And maybe the plateau isn't based on your direct performance. Maybe the plateau is... Sorry if I moved the mic there and it made like a little squeak. I didn't mean to do that. Um, maybe it's not based on performance. Maybe it's based on what you perceive your education to be and what you've learned. Um, but there can be plateaus there as well. Like, what do you do? And I felt that on many, many, many occasions, especially within the job, just because there's so many different elements. And then thirdly, and I probably most directly to folks who are interested in listening to podcasts, is the creation of this show. I try to go under the hood a little bit when I talk about uh, putting this together. Um, I think that, I, I hope that more shows do it. Uh, I, I think, I, I, I hear about it sometimes, but a lot of times things are very outward facing in terms of presentation. 
I don't feel that I need to do that simply because this is a show all about the process um, towards pursuing something. And so I can be open with you folks. And I've said this before in sort of year in review. uh, I did a year in review earlier. uh, I think it was like January 1 or 2 that it came out. And then I've, I've talked about it in probably mini, mini-sodes, which is what I called them in basically all of 2017, where I just talked about what I thought about what was going on with the show. And what I think about go- what's going on with the show is constant today, and that is at the beginning of every new interview season, I get a big uptick, and then it levels off. And I can see this graphically on the numbers that I get, the analytics that I get daily. And I get good daily data, uh, which basically means that I can see it I can see a physical plateau forming on that graph, on that chart over time. And it is frustrating sometimes because I can't, I don't know what to do to get better a lot of ways. By the way, on that note, you should rate and review this show on iTunes or wherever you listen. Let me know what you think. Send me an email. Send me a DM. Let me know what you think about the show. Let me know how it could be better. And bear in mind that interviews are coming. So if you want to make some comments about interviews, go back and listen to some. Most recently, episode 74. With uh, I've been plugging this like every week, but that's the last interview I did with Mike Lewis, the founder and CEO of When to Jump, which is an excellent movement, uh, which is basically talking about um, you know how to pursue what you want and, uh, and when to do it, uh, which is a, a similar topic to mine, but he has many, many years uh, of, of head start on me. Um, anyway, you should check that out. He also has a book that he just brought out um, so that would, you should read that too. But anyway, you feel plateaus there. I feel plateaus there when I see that chart. And, um, so I started, a, I do a little bit of marketing on Facebook. Uh, I started running a little bit of advertising and, uh, that, that was increasing the following. It wasn't necessarily increasing the listens. That's always been the trouble is getting people from a social media platform to like an iTunes or like to like a, a Stitcher or an Overcast or a, Whatever you use, spot. Well, I'm not on Spotify. It'd be great if I were. I'd, honestly, that'd be super. But um, it's just it leaves me wondering what to do, and it also leaves me wondering like what is wrong, which I think is the wrong way to think about it, probably. But I can't avoid that. I don't see you know views come in and increase. I'm thinking like what the what am I doing wrong? Like what? I think the content's good, and maybe that I need another set of eyes. But normally, I think the story is okay. And normally I think my open nature, and especially as I've begun to talk this year in a much more relaxed way, and I'm not physically writing out what I say, and uh, not that I was unable to do that before, but I just didn't feel comfortable doing it because I thought that I should compare to some of the more polished shows. And then I realized, why do that? This show is not polished. The topic is not polished. The acts uh, and, and the accomplishments of the interviewed are not polished. They're not complete. So it would be silly for me to try and do that. And so I'm, anyway, I'm going a little bit of a tangent, but those are three areas of my life where I have seen plateaus. Now, I can't give you strategies as to every one of those individual things, and I'd like to have folks on the podcast who are experts in this area. So before I say any of this, these are things, this is just a thought that I've had that has helped me. I don't know if it's going to help you. If you, if you really want to know, go find, uh, go find an episode of When to Jump. Go find an episode of, uh, you know who's got a great episode on this, is The Art of Charm. I interviewed their CEO, um, AJ Harbinger, a little while back. That is episode, oh my gosh, I don't even know the number. I should. Just look, search Tadira's Human, AJ Harbinger, Art of Charm. It's a top 50 podcast that has been for many, many, many years. It's one of the top businesses that's stemmed from a podcast. It's an incredible story. They have done 
plenty of episodes about things like mental toughness and, and persistence and things like that. But here's what's worked for me. To me, I, as I've said, show, uh, I show, I show, it's not even the right verb. I look at a plateau and I see a stop in progress or a, a stop in development or improvement. Maybe it's interest. I don't know that it is. I think it maybe it's just hitting a ceiling within the bounds of the methods which I am carrying out to spread the word. But anything. And that's that's related more to the podcast. But like given my efforts in the gym, given my efforts in my diet, given my efforts at work, given my efforts on show. For me, a plateau almost always just signals based on what I know now and my personal performance just in life. If I'm hitting a plateau, I am maximizing what my results are with the input that I am giving. And thus, because there aren't more hours in the day, I need to change my methods to either get more efficient or to cut out something which is potentially eroding value or eroding progress. So if I'm working out, right, and I am keeping a a decent diet, but I still snack. That's my kryptonite. Well, if I'm seeing a plateau, maybe I need to get more serious about the diet for a while. Maybe I need to uh, just push myself harder in the gym. If I'm at work and I'm seeing a plateau, I need to change my, my messaging. I need to change my, my, my methods, the way I talk to people, the way I interact. I don't have to change everything, but I should try something new because I'm never going to know really what's like eroding value in somebody else's head. But what I can do is try new things out with certain select groups. Now I'm talking like I'm talking like I'm back at work. <laughs> I'm talking like I, I'm talking like I would to any business executive. But it's the truth. You know, if you want, if you find a plateau or you see something is degrading, you need to make a bet. And you need to do it smartly. You need to do it quickly. You need to do it efficiently. And that's what you can do in life as well. It's not as scientifically robust as you can crank out with an analytics piece of software, but. It's the, the same mentality holds with this podcast. I have a set number of listeners. I just do. Uh, I There are a number of things that I know will grow the audience. I can get people who I interview to share it with their networks. I can run ads on a podcast hosting like app. I don't really know how I feel about that, but it, you can do that. Uh, you could just go viral. I mean, like, that's weird. I don't really think it happens in podcasts, but it, it you could. Some podcasts have gone, I mean, look at the serials of the world, right? I mean, some go nuts. So for me, it just signals that I need to make a change in my tactics. And it's just, it's just as simple as that. And beyond that, like, I don't know what the answer is unless I try something out new. Otherwise, it's going to be inconclusive. I just don't know. People that I work with would say I would need to test and then learn. Uh, that's the only time I'm going to say that. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'd really love your opinion on how you counter satisfaction and complacency. Uh, and uh, or, or maybe complacency, which is disguised as satisfaction, when it comes to trying something new. How do you get past the plateau in that way? Something that I'd like you to think about. Anyway, uh, cross social media at Tadaris Human. Again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send me an email. Hello at TadarisHuman.com. DM me. Whatever you got to do. Uh, but I would just love to hear that. All right. 
let's get to uh, part of the back end of this. First of all, I know I had teased out that I was going to talk about uh, other social media efforts. Uh, I do. I, I've, I've, I choose not to put my name on them at the moment. Um, I have sort of been listening to the and part of it, building the New Year's resolutions in the themes of health, wealth, love, and happiness. You know, sometimes you just get sucked into listening to these, like, you know, I, don't, I hate using the word guru because these are actually very successful business people, but, you know, talking about some folks who are doing work and like the Tanner J. Fox, I did an interview with Tanner J. Fox in the middle of last year, maybe it was like August or September, it could have been. I'd go check out that interview. That is also on my podcast. And uh, he has made like millions at this point, probably 2 million, maybe more in 20, in 2017, I think he made like 2 million bucks off of selling off of Amazon and doing other like side marketing work, freelance. And he had friends in that community who were doing things like if you recognize the terms like affiliate marketing, social media marketing agencies, things like that to, you know, make a side income or to try to be financially free or free from being in an office or whatever. And, you know, I, I tend to look with some skepticism on those things, but it's hard to look skeptically when these folks are making this much or not making this much when they're just, they're making enough to get by without having to go sit at a desk, which I think a lot of people would like to do, but don't know how to do. But in that vein, I'd like thought about, okay, how can I start to like tiptoe down that path? And so I started another little social media space and it's done very, very well. In fact, it, outpaces this podcast by like an order of magnitude, maybe multiple orders of magnitude. And, uh, I've learned a lot from it. I've learned, I've learned a lot about like how simplistic like the internet can be and how easy it is to sort of game a system. And, uh, and by my system, I just mean like, it's very strange in my mind, how you can like build an audience for instance. And I'm hoping that I can use some of those tactics to like go and when I jump into like starting to act and writing these sketches as part of my New Year's resolutions for like YouTube and things like that, where I'd like to start that space up. Hopefully I use some of the stuff I've learned to like help to build the audience. But, um, you know, it's, it's been difficult and it goes back to that first thing that I said earlier, where it's everybody, your first business idea is going to fail. Now this podcast has not failed. It's just not like exploding. That's all right for now. I'd like it to be, I'd like it to be growing. Right now it's plateauing, which means I need to learn how to do something else. I need to learn how to change my tactics. But anyway, I said I'd tease that out, and I and I did. So there you go. Um, not really going to go more into detail on that because I don't really want to put my name on it at the moment. Not that it's like unsavory, but it's just something that I'd like to keep to myself. Um, okay, let's talk quickly about New Year's resolutions. Now, last week and the week before, and you know all these sort of more informal episodes, I've been running down the list, like a checklist every single time. I think I'm going to move away from that and just talk about what has changed or what I've done this week to better myself down the path to a New Year's resolution. And man, I have seen, I've seen some progress. First of all, let's just talk about health. Um, and health, I said, okay, basically, I want to drop some weight, right? Everybody wants to drop some pounds. So by the way, it, talking about plateaus, this is that's largely where the conversation for this podcast is going to cut off. I also go over my New Year's resolutions every single week to show people that I can that, that you can march through them and be accountable. I've 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 made several for this year across the themes of health, wealth, love, and happiness. And I uh, I encourage you to keep me honest. I encourage you if you are still going in your New Year's resolutions, great. I encourage you to continue to to fight through plateaus and get there. But I run through them. Uh, 
anyway, a little bit on each show. And so in this one, I'll talk about just the changes from week over week, the Delta. And the Delta has been pretty good in terms of drop. I want to drop some weight. I want to hit the gym 150 times. And I, I updated that to like be athletic, do something exercise based 150 times in the year, which is roughly three a week with some, with some times when you don't do that. Uh, and then also do some meditation and pick up a healthy habit. So I talked recently about, you know, vitamins and standing at work. I'm still doing all that. That's great. Uh, my Fitbit crapped out because I sweat too much at the gym, which is, I remember last week I said, I'll walk out of the gym. and look like it's raining. Well, it finally kicked it on my very sensitive electronic device, <laughs> uh, the Fitbit, uh, which is too bad, but, um, that happens, I guess. But, uh, I got, on, I got, you know, I got on scale. Gotta say, 25 pounds is the goal. Currently, the loss from January 1 to January, well, 28, but you'll listen to this on the 29th at the earliest. So, roughly a month in, the delta is minus 5.3. 5.3. That is a fifth of the way there, friends and listeners who aren't my friend, but I'd like to be your friend. That is some incredible progress. I'm happy with that so far. And I haven't done it through like really huge changes. Seriously. Like I'm going to the gym. I'm not going to the gym as much as I should. I went three times this week because I crushed it. I'm trying to get back on that 150 grind. And one will follow the other, the weight and the gym trips, unless I start just building muscle like crazy, but that's not going to happen for a while. I was not going to the gym because I was traveling. Like I said, I was traveling and that really does not help going to the gym. Because you focus on like work stuff when you're traveling, you want to maximize your time when you're out on the road doing those things that you're meant to be out on the road for. And it's hard to make time for that. I talked about make time, making time last week. So uh, that progress I'm really happy with. Um, and the meditation I just haven't progressed on. But I'm thinking I need to do it uh, starting tomorrow morning. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. That might be the one that I fail at. Just because I've never, it's been tough to see like the benefits of that meditation. I've talked about it before. You can go back and listen to episodes. I have, I have episodes on meditation as well. So, uh, so that's that. In wealth, I talk. I, I really, I'm going to go over the numbers monthly, but I haven't seen the the final results of the month come in yet. So I don't know where I'm at with in, in regards to the indexing of 110% over last year's income and 2% coming from a side hustle. I certainly don't know what that, uh, what that, what that's going to come from yet. Um, I. Uh, and then in terms of mental wealth, reading 12 books, I think. I have the first book picked out. I just haven't opened it. I know that's not true. I've read like the first two pages. I think it's called The Complacency. Oh my gosh, I'm going to screw this up. The Complacency Code. I, I'm going to have to go to my own Facebook page. Can you believe this? Hold, please. Uh, and anyway, after that, I'm going to read When to Jump, which is the podcast and the book that I've been talking about this whole time. And I would encourage you to do it too. I was going to go to a book event and they... Uh, in DC and I'm, I'm guessing something else came up because that was then taken off the calendar and they said, you know, if you still want a signed copy of the book, write us and we'll get it done. I was like, hell yeah. I've interviewed this guy. Like, I'd like a signed copy of the book. I got the same thing when I was reading option B last year, the Cheryl Sandberg's book. I got that signed too. I'm like, oh, well, it's not, I don't need a signed book, but it, that would be a cool thing. Anyway, they haven't responded to me on that, which is too bad. I don't even remember what the venue was, but they need to get back to me seriously because that's something that I'd like. Uh, yeah, the complacent class, the self-defeating quest for the American dream, the idea that everything is automated for us and suggested for us and recommended for us via apps and the internet and all this. And is that causing us to just settle in and say, okay, like that's good enough for me? And does that does that lead us to innovate less? Or does that lead us to be less willing to innovate because we're comfortable? 
plateauing is a good is a good dovetail from that subject. So uh, I'm gonna as soon as I read that, I'm also gonna do book review podcasts. Hopefully there will be twelve because it means I'll have read twelve books. Uh, love. Oh, we have a date counter. What did I say? Twenty five? Did I say twenty five? Date nights. Oof. And then we hit. We we did restaurant week. Got restaurant week and an excellent Italian meal. No, it was. No, it was a steakhouse. What am I thinking? Did Italian yesterday. Um, did a nice steakhouse with the uh, main missus with a girlfriend. Not, I say main missus and people get confused. That's just, it's a, you know, alliterative. Anyway. Uh, but then I have the next one planned. Obviously, Valentine's Day, it's a biggie. I want to do like a day of skiing. We live like, you know, near place. You can get, you know, a couple hours you get to the mountains. I like to go skiing for a day. That'd be cool. I don't own skis. But uh, I'm actually really notoriously bad at skiing. People who have seen me ski, they they recognize, they acknowledge this. And then um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm, I got. I got to wrap this up. This is just this is just dragging on at this point. But I want to show you that I'm I'm being accountable. And uh, it, you don't have to like have a whiteboard and a checklist and like oh I did this 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 and this and this is my if I you know if I don't hit my my progress goals for this week for New Year's resolution I have to I have to stop the New Year's resolution. It's not true. You know, you could talk about it informally like this. Anyway, I'll wrap it up. In happiness, it was, I don't have the list in front of me, but I know it's something like find a speaking opportunity, which I'm still actively looking for. If you have speaking opportunities, uh, feel free to reach out to me. would love to be able to do that sort of wherever. Um, find a, an interest group of people who, who like what I like. I've started to find those online. And when it comes to writing sketches for YouTube, I'm, I've done that. I've got a couple more ideas that came out this week that uh, just came out of my brain and ended up on my notes app, which is good. Um and then, obviously, as you know, document everything. And so that's what I'm doing here. If you like, I got one comment this week talking about some feedback. Uh, liking what I do, this guy's name is Ben. I know Ben very well. We used to work together. And he sent me a message. And uh, and basically was saying that he likes this format. And so I was looking for feedback on that. Like, do you like the format of a slightly more informal chat? I don't have things written in front of me. That's why these things go a little bit longer. And... Um, you know, I said, I've enjoyed the format you've gone with with the first few weeks of the year. It's refreshing to hear some honest takes on figuring uh, on figuring things out. And I appreciate that feedback. I think I feel a lot more comfortable doing it this way. Uh, I feel that it's more authentic. I feel that it's um, I feel that it's less buttoned up and it shouldn't be. Because, again, as I said earlier, uh, this is all a work in progress and it's incomplete. And it's uh, it's something that deserves to be a little bit rough, but obviously not like poor quality. So. Let me know what you think of it. Let me know if you have any commentary at all, really. Today is human across social media. How many times am I going to say that? At today is human. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know the deal. Hello at today is human.com. Send me an email, friends. Um, also, if you have suggestions for people I should interview, or if you have connections to those whom I should interview. Those are great because, you know, like I say a lot, I have a sales job and I come home and it's basically a second sales job. I, I'm vying for people's time. But people's time is valuable. So anyway, if you have a suggestion there or a lead, let me know. I'm going to begin to wrap this up. Hopefully this music comes in here. Uh, I, uh, I'm hoping to have a great week here. I don't know what I'm going to talk about next week yet. That's okay. Um, but I remember, four Mondays from now, I'm going to start the season. So those are when the interviews are coming. And uh, say subscribe to the show. Follow everywhere. I, uh, I thank you for listening to date and continue to, to want to bring good stuff to you and I hope that you are uh, learning a little bit or at least taking away something from listening to me uh, ramble <laughs> every Monday. 
Uh, for now, uh, this has been another episode. I've been Adam Connor, and I will check you out. No, I'll just check you. I'm not going to check you out, but I'll see you. You'll hear from me, whatever, next week. Goodbye. Like what you hear? Stay up to date with Tadare is Human by subscribing and following across social media. And until next time, keep daring.